0: This road I'm taking seems to stretch for so long. But I know you're out there somewhere just call me home. We live in a world of appearances, right? <coughs> I'm sure most of us, I know I've heard it a ton, we've heard the saying, appearance is reality. So for this next little part, um, I'd like to make sure everybody's sitting next to somebody they can talk to because as she said... I work with middle schoolers, and I don't just sit up here and talk the whole time. You guys get to get involved, too. So turn to somebody next to you, and talk to somebody about either how you've experienced um, at at work or at school as a kid or whatever it was, appearance being reality. And for those of you who have kids who might not know exactly what that means, maybe you can kind of share it with them. So this is your chance to turn and talk with someone next to you. Appearance is reality. Okay. <coughs> Hopefully, everybody had a chance to talk about that. I'm used to a room exploding into conversation, <laughs> because my audience is 13, 14, 15, generally, <coughs> and usually it's kind of a little hard to bring them back sometimes. I've heard this phrase more times than I can count, and it usually infuriates me. <coughs> it drove me absolutely nuts. The more I, but the the interesting thing about it is the more everybody hears it, the more it seems to come true, <coughs> and the big reason for this is. Everyone starts to believe it. You kind of hear something enough, you hear it enough, and then you start to believe it. (coughs) As you might have noticed, I'm wearing shorts. I prefer to wear shorts pretty much all the time. Um, If I can get away with it, I don't wear a shirt either. I grew up in Southern California, (coughs) right? So that would be a little too far for here. Um, But I'm always in shorts, whether it's hot or cold, all winter long. Um, If it's a formal occasion, I actually went to a banquet in winter and was in shorts at that as well. Um, usually, I try to avoid formal occasions because of my affinity for shorts, but as you might imagine, that, uh, that gets, that gets, that's one of the reasons I get annoyed with appearances, reality, because people look at me, and they see shorts, and they think, slacker, or that guy's just always trying to have fun, which is true. I do always want to have fun, <clears throat> but there are times where you have to be able to kind of work a little bit, and, um, you know, this is one of the reasons I love being with kids. They don't, they don't care. I'm, I'm a little awkward at times. I've learned to more embrace it as an adult than as a kid, um, <clears throat> but you know I'm always um, you know, doing things that are a little outlandish, a little obnoxious, and then I'll just kind of stop and just kind of let everybody feel awkward sometimes, because kids love it. Kids, um, kids need to be reminded that awkwardness is okay, and <clears throat> they're awkward, and they love to see adults feel awkward as well. It happens. you know. A lot of times kids look up and think, oh, adults have it all together. <laughs> no, no we don't. So, um, like she said, I work with kids. I like to have fun, and I've always tried to incorporate this into where I work as well. I worked in corporate America for a while, and um, I started off wearing khakis and things like that, and I wore khakis instead of jeans more because I've always found khakis to be more comfortable. Everybody says jeans are more comfortable I just, I can't go with it. Um, but I started off wearing pants and, <clears throat> you know, um <laughs> I always wear something. Let's, let's keep that. <laughs> yes, I, I forgot I talked about not wearing a shirt. So um, I started off, all, you know, a little bit more formal. Um, I'd wear a t shirt, but I'd wear, you know, a collared shirt, kind of like I'm wearing now. And, um, it was interesting that I got this job. It was, the name of the company was Commission Junction. It's based out of um, out of California, and it's an internet marketing company. Now, for those of you who know me a little bit, you'll know that I don't like computers. I don't like technology. I still have a flip phone, right? I refuse. To, yes. Thank you. Thank you. I refuse to get rid of my flip phone. Um, I rather enjoy it. Um, it's easy. It's simple. It doesn't do anything other than text and. Phone calls, and it doesn't text very well at that, so it's fantastic. <laughs> Anyways, um, it was, it was, it's a young company. I was stuck inside, though, a lot, and I always wanted to know what people do for fun. I'm always more interested in what people do with their hobbies, what they do to get joy out of life, um, what really helps them live as opposed to just what they do for a living. Um, so here I am, um, you know, getting used to the company. I started as an intern. probably part of the reason I wore pants as well, because I wanted to market myself. And yes, this guy is a professional. We should make him full-time at the company, which they did. I I started working in customer service. Um, And then from there, I went to a kind of a branch of the customer service department where I was kind of more behind the scenes doing spreadsheets. Sorry, I needed a moment there to let that part of me come back to life. It, It was hard spending, if you can imagine somebody who runs around all the time, for eight hours sitting there looking at, I had sheets that were like 20,000 lines of, of, of spreadsheets, and then I had to go and find patterns and stuff in there. That was not my, my uh, favorite thing ever. So, <coughs> I started, after I got out of there, most of the people that were in the customer service department, I had trained. Um, they were all friends, with, they'd be kind of become friends of mine, and I wasn't far away, so I'd still come out and help them. And this is generally about what I'd be dressed like, And, you know, I'd wander around, um, wander, see, there you go, I'm I'm shooting myself in the foot. I would go with purpose to each person and help them out, you know, and then I'd I'd try and kind of make them laugh, too, because when you're asking for help, the last thing you need is somebody to stand over you and go, well, you should have done this and this and that, and obviously that's how you do it. You're an idiot. And then walk away. You know, you kind of make them laugh, and then, you know, they, they don't feel so bad about the fact that they, you know, need help frequently. So my boss, Liz, she was kind of like the opposite of me. She's uh, still a very large personality. She's just very stoic about, I don't know, that cold, mean. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm trying to be nice. She, she was a hard boss to work for, um, and I was kind of the big friendly person, and I liked to talk to people, and then she was kind of like, this is how things need to be, and Like, I'm going to be really loud about it, but I'm not going to be anybody's friend about it. This is, you know. So she kind of, she saw this as me screwing around and distracting people from their job. And she sat me down a couple times. Um, She told me what I needed to be doing on my lunch break, you know, because I was playing basketball at lunch, and sometimes because I'd come into the office sweaty. But I'd take a shower. There were showers at the office. Um, So this, this kind of got me the stigma of being somebody who didn't, didn't really care about what was going on. The frustrating thing was I always had my work done ahead of schedule. I was helping other people do their job and do it better, and I probably got more done than a lot of the people that actually were dressed better than me, but they just had the appearance thing going, and that sold um, everything they needed. (coughs) So, once again, I'm going to have you guys kind of turn and talk to each other. I want you guys to talk with somebody next to you. It can be the same person or somebody different if you feel like branching out. about a time when you felt like you were judged because either the way you looked or the way you kind of care yourself about um, wherever you go. So if you'd turn to somebody and talk to you about a time you felt judged because of how you look, that would be fantastic. Is there anybody, now this is, I know this is really reaching, is there anybody who's willing to share about the, t- I just shared about some time I felt awkward or I was judged, I was also really small when I was in middle school. I started high school at like 90 pounds and less than five feet tall. So there was some awkwardness in my life because of that as well. Is there anybody else who is willing to share, kids especially, I like to hear from you the most, middle schoolers are my favorite, Um, teenagers in general. Anybody wanna share? I can do awkward silence, watch this, anybody? All right, nobody wants to share. Nobody's ever felt awkward. Awesome, I'm all by myself. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, maybe on, on a similar note, see, the, there's, we're going somewhere with this. Can you remember a time when someone else, like guys, or anybody, actually, everybody, who's ever, like, wanted to play a game as a kid or sports, and, like, you were picked last, like, you're the last one, you're like, hey, I'm, I'm big, too, on the inside, um, so, you know, a time where you were picked last and you not so much judged for how you looked, but just kind of watched somebody else get picked first because they looked better or they looked stronger or they were bigger or whatever it was. <coughs> um, if you can kinda, it's kind of like the flip side of what we just talked about. If you can share with somebody next to you again. I want you to flip the coin one more time and think about a time when you know that you've done this to somebody else. Where you have said, ooh, I would rather have you, I don't really want you, because you look funny, and I don't want to be seen with somebody that looks funny. You don't have to share that one, I just want you to think about that for a little bit, One a time that you know that you've done the same thing that, we were just, that you were just talking about with the people around you. And while you're thinking about that, if you have a Bible, open to James, chapter 2, it'll be on the screen, but I always like to encourage people to actually open up <coughs> the Bible. I'm going to read this aloud. It's going to be James 2, 1 through 9, so it's going to be a little lengthy, but that's good. More of God's word is always good. James, he says in chapter 2, my brothers and sisters, believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ must not show favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fine clothes, and then a poor man in filthy old clothes also comes in. If you show special attention to the man wearing fine clothes and say, hmm, here's a good seat for you, but say to the poor man, you stand there, or you sit on the floor by my feet, have you not discriminated among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my dear brothers and sisters, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom he promised to those who love him? But you have dishonored the poor. Is it not the rich who are exploiting you? And are they not the ones who are dragging you into court? Are they not the ones who are blaspheming the noble name of him to whom you belong? If you really keep the royal law found in scripture, love your neighbor as yourself, you are doing right. But if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. <clears throat> so this is exactly <clears throat> kind of what we were doing in this, in this situation. This is what I was kind of talking about, where... As followers of Jesus, we are told to love other people, to love everybody as ourselves. Um, Especially in verse 4, he asks us, he says, have you not thus, by discriminating against others, have you not discriminated against yourself? Have you not judged yourself? Um, It's interesting that he's actually making a reference here um, all the way back to Levitical law um, Leviticus nineteen fifteen, God talks. One of His commands is to judge fairly, not to not to choose one brethren over another. Um, and in in doing so, are we are we showing love? Are we showing the love that Jesus would show? Um, no. In fact, we're condemning ourselves, and we know that God will judge us by the same judgment that we put out on other people. Um, that's, that's part of the justice of God. That's part of his fairness. It's also part of the mercy that he, he shows those who have been discriminated against, and he wants us to show them the same mercy, which is a huge part of what God wants us to do all the time, is to be showing mercy to others. Um, sorry, I have more papers here than usual. <coughs> um, we also know that when we're discriminating against somebody because they don't look as, as, as well off, um, we're choosing the person who is rich by worldly standards, and usually that's because we want some sort of benefit for ourselves. <clears throat> we say, "Ooh, this person has it, something; has it all put together. Either I'll look, I'll look better just by standing next to them, or perhaps it's maybe they have something I don't have. Maybe they can give me some sort of insight on how to get to where they are. And in any case, we regard them as more important out of pure selfish motives." not because of anything <coughs> that they are actually doing in the for God, not because they're a human being or we're thinking of them as a child of God or created in the image of God. We're thinking merely of, this person looks pretty good by the way we judge things. I think I should align myself with this person. Um, and we also know, as James points out very clearly, that God chooses the poor. God has a great love for the poor. He knows that the world has shunned them and he has a great love for them. So when we judge them as less, we're actually looking at the people whom God has favor for and saying, what are you talking about, God? Um, and you, you might notice there's a, there's a hint of shame here. I, I like to think of, you know, we think of Hollywood and we think of rich and famous people and we know that when they come into a restaurant they get favorable um, seating they get They get looked at by people with with joy people oh it 's a famous person let me I, I grew up in California you would have you have no idea how many times people have asked me oh did you did you see a lot of famous people? no, and if I did, I probably wouldn't have paid attention, not because of this because I wasn't a Christian at the time more because I was too busy doing my own thing most of the time to know notice the famous people, so that's not uh me lifting myself up there, but <clears throat> there's just there's this uh this kind of giving people things that already have things favorable treatment. I don't know why I always hear of sports players and and athletes and and senators. and They they come into a restaurant and then they get to eat for free. And I'm going, these people have more money than everybody else in here. Why are they getting to eat for free? That doesn't make any sense at all. They're getting favorable treatment and the rest of us are kind of left out into the street. And um, that is exactly the opposite of what scripture tells us to do. In verse 8, um, James says, Love your neighbor as yourself. We know that is the second greatest commandment. Does anybody want to shout out who said that a lot also in the Bible? Yes, Jesus. And you know where Jesus got it from? Also from Leviticus chapter 19, verse 18, where God says, Love your neighbor as yourself. Um, so James here, he's, he's going personal, he's going scriptural, he goes spiritual. Um, And there's a little bit of shame heaped into this, and I don't necessarily want you guys to feel shamed, but I do want you to know that James is portraying a little bit of shame in this message. Um, Now, we are going to do something to kind of bring this to life a little bit. You'll notice I have a table up here, and there's nobody sitting at it, and there needs to be some. So, I have somebody, oh, wearing sweats. He, doesn't, he, he was actually asked to wear sweats, but he doesn't know why. So, Daniel, please come on over here. and um, Colleen, you look very well-dressed today. I would like for you to come up as well, please. She had no idea I was going to do this. I just know her name, and I didn't want to just start pointing at people. That's rude. I also need you to come over here. <coughs> so, um, we're just going to pretend that this is my home over here and you have just both come to the door. So, I'm opening the door, and oh, Colleen, it is so nice to see you. I have a nice chair over here with some treats, and I would love to share with you. If you'd just come over to this chair and the table, yes. I I would love to to dine with you in just a moment, and whatever. Um, You know, anywhere kind of on the floor over here, Maybe over here just don't get too close. I don't want to smell you. That'd be fantastic. <coughs> if you would like to be heard. Thank you. So, I do. have you did you enjoy the 4th this year? I loved it. Yeah. Beautiful yeah. weather. Yeah, did you get did, you, did somebody put on some nice fireworks that you got to see by chance? In the street and after midnight it was great. After midnight. Yes. Wow, you're yeah. a popular person. People must love you. You just need you to take till midnight to get some time to yourself. Sometimes, yes. Wow. So, tell me, what are some things that you like to do for f- for enjoyment for a person of of leisure leisure such as yourself? I like to bake. Ooh. So, do you like brownies? Or I cupcakes brownies Can anything you, chocolate. Can yes. I have that? Yes, yeah, that's all for thank you. Thank you. And I would like to offer you, I mean, milk goes better with it, I think, but orange oh. juice is available to you as well. Oh, thank you. You know that I sing. That's true. Neither of these are probably that good for you, then. Orange juice would be better. Okay. Oh, let me shake it for you. Thank you. Yes. What's this guy doing? He's still... I don't know. He looks like he wants some, doesn't he? He does. That's too bad. You gonna give him some? <laughs> You're not gonna share. I don't I don't even know <laughs> why why people why I mean why did he was he invited? Did, did you, you d- I, don't, oh. I don't know how we heard about this. Hmm. It's really Yeah. But you um, know, that's a really lovely dress. Thank you. I'd like to know. You know, where did you get this? That way, you know, maybe I can get something like this for my wife because it looks so lovely on you. I have to imagine it would look lovely Thank on her, too. Thank you. My daughter picked it out for me. Wow. Mm-hmm. Nice. And She's over there. I, I saw oh. down the block, and I think if you look really... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, par- yeah. she's outside. Yeah, hi. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <coughs> that's, that's the end of this segment. Thank you. Um, I would like you... What, if you would both join me up at the front. God, you you've even got holes in your shoes, sir. Hey. <laughs> how did you feel during all of this, Colleen? Um. You don't have to stand next to him if you don't. I no. Don't just like <coughs> no. How, did, how did you feel during this? Uh, like we were putting on a show. <laughs> did you feel encouraged at all? Did you feel at all? Yes. You told yeah. me that I looked lovely. I appreciated that. Excellent. But would you would you hand it he he gets a chance to speak now, if you want to give him the mic, that would be fantastic. Yeah. And how did you feel, Daniel? Um yeah. kind of neglected? A little bit, yeah. A little like less than Colleen, perhaps? Just a tad. Just a tad. Just a tad. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and did you feel like, man, if Jesus was here, that's exactly what he would do. Definitely not. Definitely not. That's good, because he wouldn't. Um, I, would, I would like you, I don't actually want to send you away with nothing, because you got neglected. You get a whole one, and you can have the milk and what's left of the juice. We didn't <laughs> drink out of it. It was just out of the cup. All right. So, you want this too, or just I'm the milk? Okay. <clears throat> An applause would be wonderful. I'll take this. So, Jesus calls us to love others as ourselves, not to lift other people above somebody who we deem as poor or unworthy. And I want to I ask you guys to think, did Daniel seem loved in this situation? And did that seem like something Jesus would have done? He said, no, I hope you feel the same way. But why do we do this? Because we do do this as people. We all talked about it. We've had it done to us. I'm guessing a couple of you at least had the thought when I said, when have you done this to somebody else? Some of you might have thought, ooh, I have done that. Um, <clears throat> we're called to be different. We're called to love everybody. Uh, Matthew twenty five forty. I was going to ask somebody to read this, but I don't know. I don't know if anybody just, Daniel, are you willing to, to read? Your, your mouth is full. <laughs> That's fantastic. <clears throat> so he says, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And this is when he's talking about the sheep and the goats, and he's got the sheeps on his right and the goats on his left. And whenever there was, there was somebody who was poor and in need, and we gave them food or water or gave them clothes, that we did that for Jesus. And whenever we didn't do it, we didn't do it for Jesus. Um, and I would just like us to think about that as we go on our daily lives, that we don't, that we don't play favorites with the people around us, but that we show love to everybody as Jesus would show love to everybody. Um, If you'd bow your heads in prayer with me, that'd that'd be fantastic. God, thank you that you love us um, no matter what. No matter what we're wearing, no matter what we've done, um, no matter what our lot in life is. God, that all of us make mistakes. Um, We've had two of the songs reference it this morning about it's not about what we've done, it's about you, what you have done for us and what you did on the cross. And we thank you for that. We are forever in your debt. And this is not, a, it is a free gift, but it also calls us to lay down our lives and look look beyond um, what we have to gain in this world, knowing that all we have to gain and the most important thing we have to gain is in your kingdom. Thank you for that. Thank you that we have a place there. In Jesus' name, Amen.